calling all queens It's time we live out our dreams It's the year to 30, girl, the year to 30 Getting financially free and we healing and hurting It's the year to 30, girl, the year to 30 Loving me and all my queens cause we know we are worthy It's the year to 30, girl, the year to 30 Getting financially free and we healing the hurting It's the year to 30, girl, the year to 30 Loving me and my queens because we know we are worthy Welcome back to the 30 Girl Podcast. It is your co-host, Tia Noel. Hey, guys. It's your girl, Keisha Joe, And we are back for another Hot Topics episode. These are my favorite. I love the interviews that we do with all of you wonderful business people, but the Hot Topics is my thing thing. <laughs> yes, I love it, too. Yeah. So candid, so fun. It is. So for the month of February, we thought that it would be uh, interesting for us to tackle the subject of relationships, all aspects of relationships from marriage to divorce to just being single and dating to um, just like being out here in the world and um, in whatever relationship or season that you're in, in that aspect. For some people, Valentine's Day is like a really tricky month. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is. So it's crazy it's like, that you said Valentine's Day and then said month because <laughs> people it, really, it, it bother, it's, it's one of those times where it's a crazy it, season. Yeah, I can't. I, I don't want to like make anybody at. <laughs> most people either break up with you before Valentine's Day if they're not interested. And then yeah. it's like that is that cap for a proposal if you're waiting for one. Mm-hmm. Most people believe if you haven't gotten a proposal by Valentine's Day, you're probably not going to get one. <laughs> yeah. So we just thought it would be interesting um, to tackle the topic of relationships. So. Um, I'm excited. So me and Keisha are at two different wavelengths in the relationship realm. I am happily married and she is happily single. Yes. (laughs) In mingling. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So it's crazy because, you know, especially with social media, you'll see so many memes going out, probably starting next week as we wrap up January about how just the whole month of February like makes you feel like ish if you're not like if you never knew how a man felt about you February is the month where you're gonna know how he feels absolutely and February 15th is the day that you know you are the side chick (laughs) in your relationship yes I love February first of all let me just say that um that is my birthday month so I don't think I've ever I'm lying I was going to say, I've ever, I've ever had a sad February. I did. I actually got broken up with the day before my birthday before. I remember that. Yes. I was like, this nigga. I remember really? that. Yeah. yeah. That was crazy. His but, loss. <laughs> pretty much. And I still, it's crazy because I don't, like, my birthday was still 
the bomb. It, it was, was a good. It was a good um, birthday. It was. So I wasn't sad. <laughs> Thought it was. But anyways. <laughs> so to start off our relationship discussion, relationship topic, um, there is a talk show uh, on Instagram and it's called Eight at the Table. Um, and they had an interesting topic up about um, women of color or black women um, being raised or uh, what the, the question was like, why are black women single? Mm -hmm. Um, and the discussion was because we are raised that way. And because we are raised by single mothers or mothers who, um, strong, independent, et cetera, they mm -hmm. don't, they don't, um, groom us to be wives. So I thought that was an interesting topic, um, that all of us have probably, we're all most of our listeners have been raised by your mothers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I know our experiences are different, um, but I kind of felt that video in a way and I had to sit back and think. Um, so we're going to insert a clip right here that you can listen to and then we'll come back and tell you can tell, we'll tell you what we think about it. I'm yeah. all jumbled up today. So <laughs> take a listen and um, we'll come back and discuss it. They're raised to, to be a wife. But why isn't a black woman raised that Most way? black women are raised to be independent. Remember, remember, let's be let's real. Most black women are raised to be strong, mm -hmm. tough, independent, and don't take no shit. Because the daddy wasn't shit, I raised you alone by myself, be a strong black woman. Mm -hmm. So they come into the game with their guard up yes. ready. Spanish girl is raised to serve. Yeah. They be cooking for their father at a young age, washing the dishes, washing the table, mopping all Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. Let's face it, they're raised to serve. If one time I had, I swear to God, I'm at a girl's house having dinner. I got out with my own plate, put it in the garbage, put it in the sink, her mom's fast on her. In Spanish, about da 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 Now, in the black woman's house, if I get up with my own plate, She's gonna say, that's a he damn good shit. nigga. He got his own <laughs> shit. I like him. A Spanish. So, Keisha, tell me what you think about um, the comments that they in that video. Yep. So, um, shout out to Eight at the Table, by the way. Um, I do like their talk show. Just randomly scrolling and listening to the hot topics that they dish about um, for this specific one. I, I agree and I disagree. Um, and I like that we're talking about it today or just in general. Um, so my take is that I agree. I do. I do agree that, um, again, we're speaking on our own personal experiences and on how we were raised. Um, I grew up in a two-parent household. I was I was raised to raise with a mom and a, a dad in the house. And we did, we did grow up. The girls, it's so crazy, me and my sister, um, my mom taught us to be strong, independent, get our education, um, take care of ourselves always, put ourselves first. But on the flip side, we also catered to my dad and my brother. Like, they didn't have to make their own plates. We cleaned up behind them. Like, we, and to this day, my brother still is spoiled by, you know, my mom, my sister, and I, and my dad and mom have since divorced, but that's just something I grew up with kind of both her teaching us to be strong, independent black women, you know, but also mm -hmm. being 
submissive and caring and loving to the men that are in our lives. So that's where I'm at with that kind of ride in the fence. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I have a good, healthy balance. Now, don't get me wrong. It has been times in my life, especially now being single and independent and strong or whatever. It has hindered me. Um, yeah I would say in relationships in a way even though I do have you know that submissive side and I bring a lot to the table I just think that a lot of men honestly can't really handle the strong yeah Yeah, or the Mm -hmm. balance it's like okay so are you going to cook and clean for me or are you going to be my stay at home barefoot (laughs) barefoot pregnant home like yeah yep so what's your take so for me growing up um my mom left my father when we were very really 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 small and she didn't meet my stepfather until we were about eight and nine uh me and my sister and we don't have brothers I have a stepbrother but um for growing up Um, I just always remember my mom, it was just her, me and my sister. So Mm -hmm. my mom worked a bunch of jobs and she always taught us to hold on to our independence and make sure that just like your mom, we were strong, independent, um, school work or what have you. She taught Mm -hmm. us to be, um, wanted us to stand on our own two feet and make sure that no one could pull a rug from underneath of our feet. Um, and when she met my stepdad, that didn't change. So, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't say that she didn't cater to my stepdad because she worked just as much as he did. Um, but she made sure that he had a hot meal when he got home. Um, even if she was at work, when he got home, it would be in the microwave. She made sure that he had dinner. Yeah. Um, he didn't do any of like the house cleaning that I can recall. Um, she was the one that, that took care of most of the, I would say we, because we mm-hmm. had chores and things of, of that nature that we needed to do. Um, but I thinking back, I don't ever think that she put the emphasis on us catering to a man, which I feel like that sometimes, um, it, it gets lost in my marriage because, yeah. Yes, I cater to my husband, but in a different way. Am I like washing his feet when he comes home from work? Am I? No, but I do make sure that he has dinner. Mm -hmm. Um, I do fix his plate. I do the dishes afterwards, clean up, but I think it's 50-50. But I think when when people say cater to a man, it's kind of like, ew. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think... Social media has done that because if you go all the way back to the beginning of time, I mean, um, women, we weren't as bossy as we are right now. You know, we Mm -hmm. didn't have jobs. We didn't have careers. It was literally take care of the man, take care of the house and take care of the kids. So talking to our elders and like grandparents and stuff, they would definitely have a different perspective um, of what we have today. But yeah, I think this social media, again, I think has made it distasteful for you to cater to your man. The word cater has definitely been it's, it's, it's become <laughs> It's become like, I feel like cater has become a little taboo because when you say cater, like that means, I feel like that means handing this man uh, everything on a silver platter. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, again, 50 50 and I hate to say 50 50 but um 
everyone should be catering to each other. I feel like it shouldn't just be me catering to you, especially if I'm working the same amount as you and we're bringing the same amount of things to the table. We should be catering to each other. Um, But I do feel like that that me being I wouldn't say bred to be a strong independent woman um it shows up daily in how like I deal with things in my marriage too Mm -hmm. um and it may be a hindrance in some aspect because in the back of my mind um I know and feel that if things were to go left I'm good yep (laughs) so um (laughs) And I think some people get into situations who don't have that mentality and they stay longer than they should because they know if that marriage were to end, they have nothing. Yeah. And and I, like other races are taught from early on to get the husband, to get yep. the man. And I don't I honestly believe that we're not taught that um, as women black women to get the man and then everything else falls into place we're like no get everything else yep and then worry about that at a later date and i think we even tell our kids that when they're like in school talking about boys and we're like Like, worry about your your school work yes (laughs) (laughs) you should be worried about your math problems and not some little crusty lip boy so I feel like that and I don't know if other races tell their kids that when they come home with a crush like oh Mm -hmm. yeah that's super cute we like no you need to be worried about the math problems Mm -hmm. than worried about a little boy um but yeah it's interesting and it's like hmm, things that make you go hmm and I even had to ask my husband I was like does my strength or my strong black woman aura Mm -hmm. (laughs) is is that like does that hinder our marriage? And he was like, no, he was like, I think you have to be a certain type of person to be able to deal with somebody who has that strong Mm -hmm. independent mentality. And he's the type of person who enjoys that. I am that because I can contribute. I can fill in where he lacks, but I can also, I also need to be in the know and I feel like some women are like okay not being in the know that's not me like I need to know what's going on as I, I know you're leading but I also mm-hmm. need to be informed of where you're leading us to exactly yep <laughs> my to, hand is on the wheel yes I need it, to it's know probably on the gas and the brake <laughs> unbeknownst to you right we we in one of those driving school cars where they got the brake on the side yeah on the you passenger your own side over there yeah <laughs> just in case and yes. that's just you two being each other's equal and like you said it's not um like you said you didn't want to say 50 50 that 50 50 thing has been going on for so long that people have like washed that out and it's like yes. okay what it 50 50 doesn't sound so bad when both of y'all are whole mm-hmm. outside of it if his 50 left i can be 100 by yep. myself you know uh, I'm whole all by myself and i think that's where a lot of people get that 50 50 misconstrued and messed up so at eight at the table they did reference spanish women like you said other cultures um are raised and please chime in if you are of another culture um and have different opinions but that like you said are raised to cater to a man and to cook and stuff like that so i'm just curious to know we're gonna have to add them into our february relationship series episode 
Yeah, and I think, and uh, having a Spanish best friend, I know mm -hmm. that that's how she was raised. She, in the very beginning, um, in, in her marriage, that that's all she wanted to do. She wanted to have babies, and she wanted mm -hmm. to be a wife and cook, clean, and be there for her husband. Um, and that changed. She became more career-oriented, and she wanted the career. She wanted success and I felt mm -hmm. like as that changed the marriage changed mm -hmm. because in the beginning you were given that's what he wanted he wanted the barefoot and pregnant he yep. wanted you to be there when he got home he wanted his breakfast lunch and dinner made and you can't do all that when you're at work from nine to five yep. so um I, I definitely know for her being Spanish, that was how she was raised, was mm -hmm. was doing the cater. I hate the word cater. I feel like it just gives me the heebie-jeebies. And <laughs> we need to come up with another word than, than to say cater. I'm and making even, sure that you're good. <laughs> is yeah, what, that's, is that's, what, that's what it is. You good? Okay. <laughs> you're catered too. Right. Only my husband's good, he catered too. And exactly. another word too is uh, submission. I think we have watered down the word of being submissive when <clears throat> talking to people who aren't seasoned mm -hmm. right correctly. Um, they throw the word when you say, I, a man wants me to be to submit to him. So, what mm. does, first of all, what does submission mean to you? Well, I mean, we don't, I wouldn't say we don't use the word submissive in our marriage, but. A long time ago, this married couple told me that a good husband Hold on, will. It's snowing. What time is it? Sorry, guys. One forty-four. It's, it's snowing in Maryland in the middle of the day on the day that they say we weren't getting snow. But anyways. Anywho, yeah. So a married married couple told me that a good husband will have you be submissive, and you won't even know that you're being mm -hmm. submissive. So I, that stuck with me. Um, it, it it stuck with me because you a good a good husband will do that in a way to where it doesn't feel demeaning it doesn't feel like you're giving up anything it doesn't feel like you're giving up control it doesn't feel like you're um less than yeah. and that's important in my marriage too is for me to relinquish control or some type of control to you and me not feel like i had no say no part no tincture in that decision. So for me, me being submissive is to know that we discuss something, we go through it together, mm -hmm. but I'm letting you know how I feel about it or letting him know how I feel about it. We're discussing it, but ultimately I'm leaving a decision up to you with the um, understanding that you're going to keep me and my feelings in mind when you're making the decisions and when you're yeah. leading and going forward. So for me, that's what submissive means to me. Like that's what that word means in my marriage. Am I like bowing down to you and like, no. When you open the front door. <laughs> no. Hey, hey, sir. Um, your food is. <laughs> no, not, absolutely not. Your food is not. in the microwave. Here's your hot plate. <laughs> no, absolutely not. This is not lifetime and this is not the burning bed. Yeah. Okay. No. So yeah. So that's what it means to me. So what does it mean to you? So first of all, let me just say this. Like I said, I grew up 
having, I would say, a very healthy balance. Now, going through my own experiences and being in relationships, I kind of felt like that got in the way because there was no balance. So it's, it's, it's either like I'm all in and I'm doing what do they say, why something why buy the cow when you get the milk for milk free for free honey and i'm not saying like um that's kind of something that i had to learn to not give so mm-hmm. much in the beginning but that's naturally how i was raised that's how i'm taught to be like you know giving so i don't yeah i'm giving giving and i don't mind submitting from day one letting you lead i know what it's like to have a man be in charge but at the same time don't get me wrong I'm still queen and boss of my own issue over here but I it's just the balance so submission for me would be in a different way from what everybody else would look to it but that would be us being two totally different people running things in two totally different ways like I have I don't know like I, I don't, I don't, I can't really explain it. I can't put it in words. <laughs> I need to, sh- I need to show. I don't know. I can't really explain it. And like you said, it comes naturally because there has been times when I've um, been in a relationship and I could not submit. Was it? And I feel like when you, when it does, it's like it's mm-hmm. a natural progression when you fully trust someone and you fully are committed to that person. Like you, if, if you don't trust them a hundred percent, how can I trust you to lead me? That's yeah. like being in a car, being blindfolded and not know where you're going and just completely be calm. But mm-hmm. if you're in a car and you're blindfolded and you don't, you're like anxious, you're like, Oh my God, like, where are you taking me? But if you're trusting that person in the car, you're like, all right, let's ride. Yeah. Yep. I fall asleep. Wake me when we get get there. Yep. (laughs) So it's it's the same thing. So I feel like if you don't trust that person a hundred and ten percent, submissive, being submissive or having those submissive tendencies are gonna be hard for you. Um, and that's where the problem in lies, um, is having that trust. So for me, um, that thing, why buy the cow is so funny because when Ray first pitched us moving in together and I told mm-hmm. my mom and she was like, he's not going to marry you if you, if you move yeah. in, like you're already like, what, what is the incentive of being married if he's, and of course my mother saved the sanctified. So yeah. her thinking like you're, you're up shacking there up. Yeah. shacking up, like he's never going to marry you. Um, first of all, he's white. So <laughs> different it's different we I knew that marriage was the goal for both of us moving Mm -hmm. in together so I feel like that's another thing too um setting those expectations if you are shacking up is super important and then having deadlines are absolutely like because I knew Ray had three years he knows yep. he had three years as well. You got three years of me being in this relationship. And if I don't see it progressing after that, I'm going back down to park. <laughs> <laughs> back down the beltway, boo. <laughs> Absolutely. And he did it in two. So, I mean, mm-hmm. all of that stuff is, um, it's, it, it all, it all plays in, 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 in tow, like why buy the cow? So, 
Um, Some people are still in 20 year relationships and haven't reaped any of the benefits from it. Yeah, I don't understand any of that. And it's so crazy because first of all, my sister and my mother, um, I don't know, I'm just such in this really weird phase where like, yes, I want marriage, I want kids. Yes, that's not, that absolutely is not like off the plate or off the table for me. But I just can't see myself settling in any situation, whether I'm dating a man, like to even give something a try. It's like, you only get so many tries. Mm -hmm. I'm only going to catch so many red flags before I'm out. And I think that's uh, another, you know, coming into play being that strong black woman thing. So I don't know, like it's it's like what you say, a double-edged sword. It's like a mm-hmm. gift and a curse because where I should be or could be toning it down or taking taking my standards down a few notches, I feel like I'm really not in the time, space, or the season of my life where I should settle. Absolutely. And I've I've and I've seen my aunts and people from back in that era of cater to et cetera, et cetera, Mm -hmm. do exactly that cater to a man for, she was not married now, common law, Mm -hmm. Maryland don't have common law, um, FYI. So if you 27 years of being with a man and then he decides that he no longer wants to be with you. Um, and then he literally just put her out on the street with nothing, a bag of clothes, And after 27 years, she had nothing because she was catering to him. She didn't work. She didn't drive. Mm -hmm. She did none of that. She, her whole 27 years was taking care of the house, taking care of the kids. And the moment he decided that something shiny, prettier, more tighter walk by, Mm -hmm. she was out on the street. And for me, that is an example of not giving up your independence um, or letting somebody pull the rug from underneath your feet. So, um, and I'm pretty sure all races go through that and go through that situation. Um, But I feel like we're taught that more than other races because it happens more often for us than it may happen in other races. Um, Yeah, I agree. I do. And it's unfortunate, especially in this day and age. I mean, I can name (laughs) a few people that I know who actually live in that kind of mindset now where I don't know I guess it's just all in how you were raised and how strong your mama was that makes a difference oh absolutely (laughs) oh my goodness because if you're raised um by the type of woman who's just okay with having a man around and you know having having kids and not really getting accomplished by yourself you breed and you raise other women to be exactly like that and that's why your your education first of all is very important I don't know how how we can stress that um but nobody can ever take that from you and your work ethic Mm -hmm. I don't care if you you're I don't care if you work hard at McDonald's you better be the hardest working fry flipper in the building you know I know women that have always had a McDonald's or Walmart career and they still work and made their mm-hmm. own money all their lives. Yep. So, I, but women, I think um, some black women get so caught up in just having a man around that they lose that p- 
part of it. They stop doing everything. Like life stops and your life should absolutely not stop. You should not give up on your dreams, your career. You should not stop working. Your kids should never not see you working. <laughs> That's number one. Um, but I know, I know women who had to start completely over after relationships. Yeah. And I, and I, again, <clears throat> mm-hmm. I did that one time. And early on, like I was independent, making sure everything was in my name, mm-hmm. making sure I had not, not that I had the upper hand, but and then the one opportunity that I gave this person to take the lead, yeah, take the lead, you do it. The first opportunity that that person got to pull a rug from underneath my feet, they took it. And I said, never Never again. again. And unfortunately, again, your past affects your present. But in my mentality, having kids and things like that, even in a solid marriage, somewhere in the back of your mind, it's like you still think of that. And it's Mm -hmm. the most it's the most craziest feeling in the world. But Mm -hmm. I, I live with that on a regular basis, just knowing how it felt to have that person be able to pull that rug from underneath your feet, even though all those years of my mom telling me not to. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I, I luckily I still had my own money and my own job. So it really yeah. wasn't that bad. Your work but... ethic. You had something to <laughs> lean on to. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's gonna that's all gonna <clears throat> need to come into play. Your work ethic and your education. Because if you can go back out here and get it. Yep then you need to do that. But there are some people who literally don't even know where to start. Exactly. And that's where I feel like the older generation, they don't know where to go. Um, but, but luckily for me, having the rug ripped up from underneath my feet didn't last very long because I knew how to get it and mm-hmm. I knew how to get it fast. Yep. So, but it was still a crippling feeling to have to like go to my mom's and sleep in my old bedroom as a child because this person had completely ripped the rug from underneath my feet so um again and even in a a happy marriage you still in the back of your mind and just like nobody will ever be able to do that to me again like ever Mm -hmm. so yeah interesting topics things that make you go "Hmm." (laughs) yeah and i'm it needs to be talked about oh my goodness on a wide scale because First of all, that's why um, I started the 30 Girl Podcast is because not just business, women in business, but all of us compete our ideas and thoughts and um, feelings, emotions off of each other because you never know what someone needs to hear so they can grow. So us, like you said, being on two totally different sides of the spectrum and you Mm -hmm. even yourself having to check yourself every now and then to... um, just because being brought up like I don't think we ever really fully let go of our childhoods and how we were raised and stuff like that so absolutely and and it's like you want to like of course I want to cater my cater to my husband I want to make sure that he has everything that he needs like I want him to feel like he's catered to but that word makes me itch so see (laughs) how are we going to be because I know I know myself I know you um I mean we've been friends for years now and it's like we always wanted to be the trophy wife like spoiler I know I don't want to but could you not could you not do anything no I couldn't either 
I can't. As much as I'm like, Lord, please send me my rich husband. I'm tired. I really I, honestly can't see myself not letting anything. a man be in fully 100% control of my life. I would have to have some sense of independence somewhere in there. Somewhere. I, I feel like even with all the money in the world, I would still be doing something like yes. something like yeah. I, you don't I, Savings over here banging and, and I'm spending you, all your money. Yes. Like I don't know how people in to each his own, but I can't. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I feel like I just can't do anything. And even if, even the, the, the times when I was in transitions from job to job and mm-hmm. Ray was like holding down a fort for a month while I waited to start um, a new gig, it was just like, I can't do this. Like I literally yeah. have to ask him to, to pay for this and do that and do that. It's like, I can't No, I want to be able to spend my money secretly. If yes. I want to spend this on that, I don't want to have to ask you for it. I don't want you to have to count my coins. You can count the coins in a joint account, yeah. but in my fun account, if I want to spend $110 on a full set. If we want to be on Jenna's live, <laughs> buying everything that she posts. You saw me last <laughs> night in the comments when I was buying stuff. I said, Ray is going to kill me when oh, you see this box come yeah. through here. Jenna and Amazon gets all my money. Yeah, every week I'm getting a package from Jenna. (laughs) (laughs) But it's so cute. It's like home shopping network. Shopping on there is like, and she's going to give you her honest opinion on whether this stuff is going to fit you or not fit you. And everything that I've bought from her, what I'm wearing right now is from her little, her boutique. boutique. (laughs) Yes, I'm excited. But that's the thing too. Like as women, you don't want to have to ask for nail money and hair money Mm -hmm. I was actually y'all know I do my spiritual thing on the side and I talk to women all the time and I'm just like um you should always have your own I feel like the upkeep of a woman should definitely solely be on you yeah we were talking about um a man and whether or not he pays for her hair or her nails I'm like why do you expect that right I think that's where a lot of women like Oh, of course we would love for like what color do you want me to go to my nails hopefully you get an apple cash right or you know something but if not that's okay because your upkeep is for you exactly like you i don't should not depend on anyone else to i don't yeah your hair done or your nails done i of wouldn't your man should want you to look good and if he wants to pay fine but if not i'm gonna look good whether mm-hmm. you pay for it or not you know and, and the um, the amount of this upkeep, I don't want to hear your mouth anyway, because we exactly. don't, this full set is not cheap. <laughs> exactly. Gone gone are the days where a full set was costing $22. I miss it. Oh, and a bill uh, was 15 Yes. $17. Gone are the days. I don't spend less than $65 on a full set now. Yeah. Like, that's what a full set costs you here in Maryland. I don't know where it costs yeah. you anywhere else. And but that's, it, basic. One, that's basic. One color polish. Yes. <laughs> no razzle-dazzle. Exactly. So, yeah. I'm, I, I wouldn't want to have to explain to you why my hair is four hundred dollars or my hairstyle is this or because i'm yeah i wouldn't want to have to explain any of that you just know it costs a a, a grip so so yep. now the rest of the bills is on you this week <laughs> <laughs> and that the balance that everyone deserves yes <laughs> like this is my beauty week so understand that groceries is on you yes <laughs> We we will order some pizza and make a pot of spaghetti to last. 
Oh God, yes, because we will pick quick. Ray'll be like, "All right, I'm I'm gonna either do, you can either get a pair of sneakers or you can get your hair done." I said, "You can do the hair this week. I don't need them sneakers. Wait till the right. next sneaker release. I don't want them ones. Pay for my yeah. hair." <laughs> At least you keep your feet fresh. You yes. don't have to worry about that. Exactly. I, and I'm not even a sneakerhead, but there are some sneakers that come out that mm-hmm. I'll be like, okay, yeah, I, I need those ones. Yeah. But yeah, it's balance. I think everything in marriage and relationships is about balance. Yeah. <clears throat> and even in, in single life, having that healthy balance. Honestly, I feel like I got a good, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm a pretty level-headed person. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm like perfect or anything, but it's not me it's not it ain't <laughs> it hasn't been it hasn't been me it ain't and um, it is it ain't like and it is it is in a way of me not being I feel like if anything if my fault in anything outside of the catering and being the end of the independence would be my patience that that's probably the issue I'm not patient yeah, I think we all lack a little bit of patience. Yeah, zero tolerance for, for BS. I just don't and cannot make time for it. You are out of here. And I mean yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's because we when I feel like when you know exactly what you want, mm-hmm. your tolerance for anything other than that is like low. The time, yeah. the clock is ticking when you know exactly what you want. And when you don't know what you want in relationships, you're just like kind of dabbling and you're putting up with things longer than what you should have yeah. because you don't yeah. know what you want. So yeah. that's the key too, is knowing what you want. And ladies, if you don't know what you want, write it down. Mm-hmm. So you don't forget it, write yeah. it down and put it in your journals, keep it in your nightstand and add to it as you go on these dates with people. Yeah. And if you may thing- even subtract some things like, okay, I can actually deal with this exactly. because I saw it and mm-hmm. Oh, I had it as a deal breaker and now it's like okay but then this happened so this is definitely something I can tolerate because I can't tolerate yes that. Yeah. alter it alter yeah. it change it move it around mm-hmm. like definitely write it down because once you write it down and you know it like the back of your hand like your social security number mm-hmm. when you meet people you're not going to waste your time it, you're not going to stay in things longer than what you should because you had you know exactly what it is that you want and I think that that's why I was single and that's why you're single for the amount of time that you have been single because Mm -hmm. you know exactly it is what you want but I feel like I was single for five five years five five probably longer than that Mm -hmm. because I knew exactly what it was that I wanted in my next relationship and if it wasn't that then it wasn't serious so yeah that's well, key. I'm, I'm one, two and a half years in. I would say the last thing wasn't really. That wasn't a relationship. No, it was not. But you was, and before you was that, it was a year. So two years, two years. And, and let me tell you, the healing process that I've done in this time has been tremendous. I think I've actually leveled up a few steps. So now it just makes it, I don't want to say 10 times harder, but i if I didn't know what I wanted then, I definitely do now. So, mm-hmm. 100%. So, yeah. This is but I'm excited for the, the, the February um, 
the relationship episodes, series. The relationship it, episodes. I think it's going to open up a whole new perspective on um, where people are in 2022 with dating and relationships and all that that stuff like that. I love to to hear where other people are in <clears throat> in that realm, especially in marriage. I feel like me and Ray mm-hmm. don't have like a lot of married friends that we sit down with and like kind of talk to and hang out with so I feel like our marriage can benefit from that too having the the few married couples that we do know are a lot older than us they've been married a lot longer than us um and of course with COVID you can't really get together like you used to but I feel like in 2022 that's um my goal too is to find more married couples to kind of um to get together with and hang out with just because you definitely need people in the same circle that you're currently in or the same season that you're currently in. Um, Just to kind of give you that reassurance that what you may be going through in your relationship is, or your marriage isn't, is normal. Normal. So, Mm -hmm. cause when you, when you, when you think it's not normal, you be out here doing irrational. Yeah. (laughs) Being irrational. (laughs) Oh goodness. Yeah. So if you want to be a guest um, for this series or any other topic that you guys want to be a guest for, drop us a line. There's a form on 30girl.org for you to fill out for the podcast. If you want to be a guest or you can hop in our DMs, um, drop us a line and we'll send you out the form. So um, I'm excited for the things to come. We're going to have a lot of um, a lot of cool guests on here. So drop us a line. Different very wide variety of topics i'm curious to see like you said from every every spectrum every side of the board yeah it's gonna be fun february is gonna be a fun month and men too we we gotta have the men's perspective so if you are a 30 guy definitely hit us up yeah all right guys have a great one later